Is there not an entire section on this subject? I know yes. that I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is your is your book for sale about it? Yes. Sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let mostly happened right towards the beginning of the week all the news seemed to be packed in um last monday tuesday and wednesday so um but one of the things we are going to talk about has to do with abortion so as always we're going to put our little counter up there um just to continue to show us what it uh how many abortions take place in just the amount of time it will take us to talk about three different um segments of news uh and we'll just let that sit up there because uh first thing we're going to talk about is again we're gonna we're going back to pete Buttigieg. uh Buttigieg, how i don't know i probably pronounce his name wrong i think everybody pr- probably pronounces his name wrong um i said last week and i stand by what i said this man is probably the most dangerous man right now in the democratic primary as far as for Christians, because he makes this profession of faith that he is a Christian. He is continually claiming to be a believer in Christ, although his worldview and everything else completely contradicts what Scripture teaches and what the Bible truly says about Jesus and sin and all these other things. Uh, And... Of course, we talked about earlier this week in the Master's Dog podcast about the fact that in his city, um, South Bend, Indiana, this abortion doctor, I don't even know the guy's name. I can't remember it. I knew it for a minute. Um, I showed a picture, which we won't do again. I mean, the guy's dead, so it doesn't really make any difference. Um, It's not like he can gain any notoriety or fame out of us talking about him, but I just don't care to know his name um, or see his face again. But this doctor, um, if doctor, doctor, um, if you can call him that, uh, abortionist, um, baby murderer, literally a serial killer, because this man exhibited serial killer tendencies that he kept trophies. He kept, when after he passed away and his family went in, horrified to find in his home, which he apparently, as the story has come up, actually lived in Illinois. Uh, so his house was in Illinois. He worked in uh, South Bend. And uh, it just, the reason why I want to talk about this is the interview that went on with Buttigieg, and I probably should have found it and loaded it up, but um, I just don't want to get as angry as I did before this man again. But in the interview that, that he gave, um, one of the things that just irritated me was that he, uh, did I even finish talking about the fact that the other doctor had 2,200 um, 
bodies of babies in his home. I think I got caught up in the whole Illinois-Indiana thing and didn't even mention what this dude was about, why we're talking about, why we have our abortion counter up. Um, so yeah, serial killer, uh, abortion doctor kept 2,200, over 2,200 bodies of, of babies in his home after he had killed them. How he got these out of the clinic and to his home, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to comprehend the way this guy smuggled, uh, bodies of babies out of a, um, abortion clinic, uh, if there's a silver lining, he wasn't selling them. There you go. But Buttigieg, mayor of South Bend, this happened in his city. And yet the interview that he gave, he he, <laughs> they did that whole, that just obnoxious, uh, deceptive, you pick, a, pick an adjective, uh, Thing that politicians do, and he literally said he was. What did he say? He was disturbed by the news out of Illinois. <sighs> and again, trying to, well, no, this isn't my problem. This is this is an Illinois problem. This dude lived in this other. No, this is your problem, Pete. And we want to know what you intend to do. It, obviously, I mean, you don't care. It wasn't. It wasn't the babies that were killed. It was the, the the fact that the dude got caught, or the fact that this happened, and yet you still continue to put it off. So this is again. This is why I say this guy is so dangerous because he will find a way to to you know slink his way and just slimy, nasty. See, I'm getting angry again because. This guy doesn't want to take responsibility for, for stuff, horrifying stuff that happens in his city, and yet he thinks that he could be the president of this nation? No. No, Pete. You can't. I mean, one, there's no integrity at all. I mean, you continue to claim to be a Christian even though your entire lifestyle flies in the face of what the Bible teaches. And then you won't... <laughs> You won't take responsibility for the things that happen in the city in which you are the mayor. You won't address any of it. You'll just say, well, I'm disturbed by the news out of Illinois. I was caught, I was caught, truly caught off guard when he gave this interview because I'm like, no, wait, this happened in Indiana. This happened in South Bend. What is he talking about? Illinois didn't occur to me. And I didn't find out till later that the, the serial killer who did all this stuff lived in Illinois. So, <laughs> Pete is dangerous. Honestly, I don't think he's going to last more than three to four more weeks in the primaries because he's just not, I mean, right now, last I heard, he's tied down at like 3%, 3 or 5% with uh, Kamala Harris. And then, of course, the, the, the three big ones. So, I just wanted to address that. I was trying not to yawn, but I wanted to address that whole thing with with Pete because that it really did. It made me angry to see just the way that he deflected that whole thing. I mean, not that I expected him to make any grand, you know, repentant statement for the things that happened in his, his city, but I at least expected him 
to say, you know, we'll look into ways of, of making sure that this doesn't happen again. You know, this doctor, doctor, literally smuggled bodies of dead children out of this clinic to keep in his home. And Pete's not even willing to say we'll find some way to make sure no doctor does this again. He's just going to talk about how horrified he was of the news coming out of Illinois and he hopes this doesn't become politicized because women need access to to reproductive rights. That's garbage. Women don't need access to murderers to kill their babies. Women don't need access to serial killers who will who will murder their babies. Women do not need access to hitmen that they will pay to to murder their babies. Bottom line, not necessary ever. Ever. And then there's Trudeau, the president, prime minister, whatever they have up there in Canada. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, made, I made, made the joke. Oops, sorry. Loud noise on the microphone. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, Chris Wineland, was uh, doing a tour up in, in Canada. His birthday was the other day. And I told him, I said, uh, on, tweet, on Twitter or somewhere, I was like, you know, you realize that in Canada, your birthday is only worth 10.5 months. Um, there's my, my bad dad joke for the, the day. But... Canada's uh, dude, Trudeau, turns out um, he likes to dress up like uh, like people of color and go all out in in those costumes. Literally, I think this one, this, this first one, uh, this first picture where he, I don't know who he's supposed to be. I, I don't know if he, I think this was one where he was supposed to be um, Harry Belafonte or something to that effect. Um, but apparently his chest, his hands, his legs, all, all who knows how, what other parts were painted all in, in, in black paint, in blackface. And it, the weirdest thing that I, was, about this was that they kept the first few news stories were calling it brownface. As if to lessen the, the severity of what he did. Now, here, here's the unpopular opinion. I mean, I understand way back in the days, the whole Amos and Andy, Al Jolson, you know, all that stuff that was intentionally offensive. Okay, personally, I was not bothered, and I, I didn't know any of my black friends. Yes, I'm that guy. I have black friends. Um, that were offended by, like, Soul Man, the movie with C. Thomas Howell. I, I, I honestly, I mean, I have a few few friends that, that look at this and, and are offended by it. But most of them are just like, eh, you know, dude's dumb. But here's the problem is, again, we, we come to this double standard thing that if this were a conservative politician, oh, he'd be raked over the coals. It would be just forget it. That he would be forced out of office. He would, you know... Um, but you get a, a, a liberal, a leftist who does this, and it just kind of gets swept away. This guy, Ralph Northam. I mean, 
prime example. Ralph Northam, yeah, he he took some flack for it, and and he you know he had a lot of people that were were calling for him to resign and stuff like that, which he never did. But it, again, it was it was kind of this immediate and then blown away, blown off. But a personal friend of mine who went to school with Ralph Nor- Ralph Northam in the same yearbook apparently showed up in blackface two pages later or so on. This is a, a great man, a good, a good doctor um, in, well, I say great man. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that nobody is great. He's, he's, he's a God fearing man. We'll put it that way. He's a sinner like the rest of us. He's a God fearing man. Great doctor um, was personally my doctor for a few years um, before he stopped practicing and went to work in the prisons. And then he started practicing again. But he got right through the coals in my in our hometown where we were from. And I'm not going to mention the city and everything else. I'm not going to mention his name because he doesn't need any more attention. But he, conservative Christian man, got raked through the coals in the newspaper, on social media, and everything in that city. When these guys, Trudeau, I mean, it's out of the news already. Nobody's talking about Trudeau's blackface anymore except for me and and maybe a couple of conservative, you know, someone on Blaze TV or something like that. They're still talking about it. But all the, the, the mainstream media stuff, this is already blown over. They don't care about this anymore. Which, again, it, and, and the reason why we talk about it, I'm not defending him and I'm not condemning him for what he did. He looks stupid in all these pictures. But, I mean, okay, you, you really like to go all out in your costumes, and that was his excuse. <coughs> I, I go all out when I do these things. Well, you went a little overboard, pal, and you kind of went off the, the, the deep end into offensiveville. There you go. And, but it's the double standard that we talk about, and it's what we, you know, it's the dead horse that I beat week after week after week on this show, is that we need to be maintaining a consistent worldview, and the media, mainstream media, does not. They will rake a conservative over the coals for this for weeks. I mean, they just brought up more stuff on Kavanaugh. I mean, the guy... If he didn't go through enough during, and and I'm not a fan of Kavanaugh. That's the other thing. I'm not a fan of him. I, I could would have rather have had somebody else on the Supreme Court. I would have rather have a, a Mike Lee or Mike's brother. I think Thomas Lee. I think is his brother's name. Either of those guys. Um, and so I I wasn't a fan, of, but of Kavanaugh. But yet again, after almost a year. He's being raked over the coals again, and not nearly as bad this time because the the allegations or the story that showed up in the New York Times was just basically a nothing burger. The lady mentioned in the story doesn't remember the incident, but yet now again we're hearing all these things about impeach him, impeach him, and blah, 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 blah. The double standard is insane, and it needs to be repaired. I have no great high hopes for it to to do so, but there's my opinion. I think I think there's a, a horrifying 
double standard in the media. Not that this is not news to anybody, but again, just need to point it out. This guy's an idiot for doing what he did. Um, do I think he should be forced out of his job? No. I mean, we've we've all done ridiculous, stupid things in the past. I mean, I was the original Sean King, Rachel Dolezal. I was like the I identified as black back way before identifying as a different species or gender was a cool thing to do. You know, I was like I was all a black, all about. Um, the the hip hop culture lifestyle, you know, I was down. Just <laughs> that this I I was I was definitely down, and I probably looking back on some of the things I did, I was dumb. But I do, again, we all if we dig deep into everybody's past, we're gonna find something that disqualifies everybody, and we'll just have anarchy. I don't think he needs to be forced out of his job, but. Again, I don't think we I think we need to maintain consistency. And then when a conservative politician with something like this in their background comes up now, again, let's let's differentiate. I, I am not a big fan of any guy and I'm not going to vote for anything else. Anyone who's an adulterer, um, you know, any anything that that impugns the integrity and my ability to trust you, if you're not willing to be loyal to your wife, I don't trust you to run the dog pound. Much more anything else higher up in uh, government. Yeah, I don't trust you to, um, to be in that position. But doing stuff like this, I mean, this is not anything that I think Trudeau needs to be removed for. I mean, there's probably a whole litany of other things that... that disqualifies him for the the highest job in Canada prime minister president whatever they call him there's probably a whole lot of other things that disqualify him but this blackface is not one of them is it offensive absolutely um does it probably offend some of my black friends absolutely do i have other black friends that are like eh who cares absolutely but the double standard is what the problem, and it needs to change. Um, and that brings me to the last thing, is people who are willing to stand up for, whether it be biblical standards or uh, you know, just a consistent worldview, Samaritan Ministries, which is a, a health-sharing ministry, um, a community of, of people, I'm trying to read some of this stuff, um, to give an idea of what it is. It's a it's a, a healthcare financially sharing ministry. I don't know anything more than I could call it. It's where you join in and your money that you put in, it's not like an insurance company that pays out, but people are sending and sharing with other believers in Christ and that's uh part of the part of being in Samaritan Ministries is you have to be a believer. You have to be a Christian. And so they have a statement of faith that it says on their website, you have to agree with. You have to agree with this statement of faith and their other requirements, excuse me, in order to be part of this, this uh, healthcare co-op ministry group. And so apparently 
there are a lot of LDS people who have joined into this. And so this last week, and the story broke on, I saw it on KSL here in Utah, which, of course, slanted it the other direction because KSL is owned by the Mormons. But Samaritan Ministries have called upon the LDS people who are uh, members of this uh, healthcare co-op to one of two things, either drop out of the, the sharing co-op or change their view on God. So here is the statement of faith. And they basically said that as LDS people, you can't be part of this ministry because you don't um, follow their statement of faith. So here's the statement of faith. It's only three paragraphs. Number one is we believe in the triune God of the Bible. He is one God who is revealed in three distinct persons. The, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it gives verses. Genesis one twenty six, Luke one thirty five, three twenty one through 22, 2 Corinthians 13.14, and Matthew 28.18-20. So this is the first one. And, and Mormons failed. They do not believe, and they will admit to you, they do not believe in a triune God. Well, this is number one in the statement of faith that you have to agree with in order to be part of this ministry. If you don't, then get out. Act with integrity and move on. Find another one. Organize your own, you know, within the LDS religion with your own statement of faith and so on. Next one is we believe Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. Mormons don't and continues to be such even after his resurrection. Fully God and fully man, he was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, was bodily resurrected on the third day, and is now seated in the heavens at the right hand of God the Father. And again, a lot of verses. Isaiah seven fourteen, nine six, Matthew 1, 22-23, and, and it goes on. This is a long list after this. Well, again, they don't necessarily believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. He was a God but not the God, um, the one true living God. Um, and then, of course, died on the cross. They believe that the atonement began in the Garden of Gethsemane. The atonement happened on the cross, and that's it. Then number three, we believe that all people have sinned and fall short of God's glory and can be saved from eternal death only through faith in Jesus Christ, whose atoning death and resurrection secures for us eternal life. And then more verses. Jeremiah 17, 9, John 3, 3, 14, 6, 20, 30 through 31, Romans 3, 9 through 11, 3, 23, 5, 12 through 21, 10, 8 through 13, and Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. So there's some verses. If you pause and go, you can look them up and see what they say. But this is their statement of faith. And it, they, they've asked, if you don't agree, you don't, fully fall in with this statement of faith to either change your beliefs to where you can honestly with integrity claim and state that you do believe in this statement of faith or get out. And so the Mormon, uh, in the article, it's just one Mormon who was sent a letter and asked to leave, but I think there were many who received it, but they just talked about this one guy, um, Ryan Baker from Alaska who got a letter and basically said that the LDS teachings don't fall in line with Samaritan ministries and that um, he needed to um, step down, step out, or change. Um, 
there was an, an invitation in the letter to Baker who said anyone who is in fellowship with the LDS faith, they invited them to attend a biblical Christian church and reflect upon their, their ability to affirm the organization's statement of faith. So again, they're just basically saying, if you can't fully affirm this statement of faith, then we, we don't want you in our ministry. And that is fully within their rights to do that. Um, it's their ministry, and they have can determine, because of our First Amendment rights and religious liberties. But everyone's going to call this, you know, they're going to say it's it's uh, it's discrimination. They're bigots, you name it. They're going to come up with it because now we're persecuting the Mormons religiously because we can't they can't be involved in the same ministry as other people. Uh, because their statement of faith isn't right, but that is that's the reason for having a statement of faith on there, is so that they can say these are the people we want involved in this ministry, and this is it, and they have every right to do that. Um, this again, this is not a a what anybody is entitled to be part of. This is a group that is set up to benefit. Christians and they have the right to say this is just Christians. So where the media and so on is still willing to live in their double standards, I love the fact that I can see this ministry who is standing on their firm beliefs and their statement of faith and they're holding to it and they're gonna they're gonna stand firm. I'm absolutely proud of this ministry. Um, I'm not part of it. I am I have insurance through work. But, I mean, there's a part of me that goes, I just want to get in with this. Because it's such a rare thing to see, even in any evangelicalism and churches and stuff, to see groups that are willing to maintain with integrity their statement of faith and their firm, firmly held beliefs. Because we're seeing that those things crumble more and more as churches give in to liberal agendas and so on. So, um, if you can, if you need any kind of healthcare sharing, co-op, anything, I would say get out there the same way that we said support Chick-fil-A when they went through things and people were trying to boycott them and stuff like this. These guys are going to come under attack and the Mormon church is not light in their ability to attack. They've got a lot of lawyers. They've got a lot of money. Mormon, the LDS church is, I, I have no doubt is going to come after these guys strong we need to pray for the the leaders in samaritan ministries we need to pray for legal counsel and all this that god will continue to be glorified through this group by their willingness to stand firm on their beliefs and their statement of faith and i i, I also want us to pray for the mormons that received these letters that said you need to step down or Go to a biblical church and reflect upon this statement of faith and, and see if you can change the, your beliefs to affirm it. Because if they will do that, then they can leave the Mormon church. And that's what we need to be praying for more and more. We don't want to pray for these people to be kicked off of their, their health care co-op sharing ministry. We want to pray for them to realize the truth of the scripture, the truth of the, of the triune God the truth of Christ's gospel and to repent and put their trust in the true Jesus Christ and truly be saved. 
That's what we want to pray for. And one of the ways that we can make sure and, and see that this will happen is if we are willing to go out and share the gospel at all times and use words because they are absolutely necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.